Welcome to Health Matters, Sonoma's weekly program devoted to health and well-being. Each week, through interviews, editorials, and listener participation, we will explore topics and issues of contemporary medicine and its relationship to the lifestyles of our community. Our goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you achieve and maintain what you deserve, a happy, healthy, and productive life. We're your hosts, Ned Hoke and Adam Lehman. And welcome to Health Matters. Thanks for being with us today. Ned Hoke here in the studio, and we're going to have a pretty packed show today, so please uh, hold your hats. We've got a lot of places to cover. Uh, we're going to start right away with our announcements, as we often do, and our first announcement also is to start with our our gratitude to St. Joseph Health Systems, who is is brought to our actually Health Matters is brought to you in part today by St. Joseph Health System, Sonoma County, where we remind you to live life lovingly. Visit stjosephhealth.org. So that's our sponsor. Thank you, and we're very grateful for that. Um, so moving right through the the announcements for the day. Uh, actually, I should say before I do the announcement, I should say we're going to be joined by the director of. The Sky Hill Institute, which is a really a school for holistic healing arts in Petaluma. And so we're going to have basically the, the bulk of the show is going to be a, a, an in-depth discussion about the, the background of the individual in our, in our studio and also what is the direction and orientation of this really unusual, at least in my experience, unusual healthcare institute just right next door to us over in uh, Petaluma. So that will be the bulk of our show, so please stay tuned for that. Um, the first announcement we have to give at Health Matters today has to do with, um, uh, for those of our local listeners who are not on the Internet who know Analita, Analia McGarry. Analia McGarry is, is uh, battling breast cancer and has had to give up her livelihood uh, while in treatment, and there's going to be a two-day benefit up ahead this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday for Analia. She's one of the favorites of our uh, local town here, and she's uh, she's been um, in the healing Area. She, her mother is the famous, the famous Gladys Taylor McGarry, who was was part of the ARE clinic down in Phoenix with her husband. Uh, they they did a lot of the medical uh, uh, work with the Casey uh, information, and uh, Analia has been a big player in our local environment. She's she's uh, run a massage school here in town. She's done physical therapy. She's just been a favorite of a lot of folks. So the festivities will begin from. At, we'll get underway from 3 to 6 at the Sonoma Women's Club, uh, located on 1st Street Eats. The tickets for Saturday cost 50 bucks, but for those who wish to donate more can do that. On Sunday, uh, several bands will perform. Uh, this is going to be at uh, the community center, and that's a $30 admission. And the tickets are available for both events in advance at Reader's Books and Pharmacia, Pharmaca excuse me, at the door. Or more information, you can uh, call um, or you can email Lisa Storment at Lisa, L-I-I-S-A, 9009 at Hotmail. So, again, that's for Analia McGarry this weekend. We're hoping you all can show up at least Saturday or Sunday and give her some help as she works through her needs. And it should also be an excellent show. I should mention also that actress Lindsay Wagner will be there signing autographs and visiting with people, and it'll be quite a thing. So for those of you who are interested, please do attend to that. Also, I want to mention another uh, Health Matters favorites is uh, uh, Mary Flett. Dr. Mary Flett is a licensed psychologist, 
And this coming Monday at the Integrative Medical Program at the Sonoma Valley Hospital at the Central Conference Room, she's going to be giving a presentation between 7 and 8 p.m. called More Than Just the Blues, Deconstructing Depression. And for those of so many people think of depression as being some kind of a dead end, I think Mary is unusually skilled and capable of breaking that uh, that fantasy and and uh, helping the helping with whole person strategies for un- unlocking the bond of depression and which is a very big task and is one of the major conditions for health matters in life uh, at least in my experience in my practice. So again, Mary Flett, Sonoma Valley Hospital is coming Monday, April the thirtieth, seven to eight p.m. Central Conference Room. It's well worth that uh, that visit. And so those are our kind of big announcements, not a couple of little announcements, not any less important. Katie Byrne, who does a program following our program here at Health Matters, uh, she does uh, here at uh, KSVY, uh, just after mine here, um, she's going to be doing a presentation at Maya's Restaurant right across from Reader's Book. She's going to be talking about her new book called Hairball Diaries, The Courage to Speak Up. Watching your cat cough off hairballs and then feel better taught Byrne to talk about her problems and find solutions. She's very funny about that, and also it's uh, she's uh, also kind of gritty in terms of trying to find the truth of the matter. Then I wanted to remind our listeners also coming up at uh, the um, open house at the yoga community called Cinco de Yoga uh, this coming Saturday, May the 5th, 10 to 2 p.m., um, Lots of different uh, things, mini massages and uh, meeting your favorite classes. Also, they also have free mini classes, I meant to say, and so on. So Cinco uh, de Yoga, it's commu- yoga community this coming weekend, May the 5th. Also tomorrow night, I guess April 26th would be tomorrow, 6 p.m. Thursday, uh, Joe Court is, at Transitions is going to be giving a, her introductory talk on uh, the 10 day cleanse orientation night between six and uh, a two hour presentation beginning at six. That's at uh, the spot, the Meadows, which is 461 7th Street West. She's a colon therapist and a nutritional consultant, and they're, they're, she and a bunch of folks are doing the, a 10 day cleanse series. And this this is a, a disc- discussion of digestion and that whole thing. So, anyway, if you want to call, that's 938 4755. Uh, now, ABC News, ABC 7, listens to community formats held in Sonoma on Wednesday the 25th, that's today, at Sonoma Community Center, uh, room 110. So for those of you who feel like we want to do better with KGO-TV, you can go talk to uh, Kevin Kirshen, the news director, who will again be at Sonoma Community Center today, this evening, that is, between 7.30 and 9 p.m. This so that is our... Very abundant news, or that is announcement section. So now I get a chance to, uh, gosh, I almost need to take a breath. But I want to welcome Colette to our studios, and I've got to get the microphone in front of her so she can talk with us. Colette Bizal? Bizal. Bizal. Ah, Colette Bizal. Sky Hill Institute uh, Director. Major Domo, all kinds of things. Welcome to Health Matters. Well, thank you for having me today. Well, it's a real treat. And let me turn your microphones on so people can actually hear you. That would be great. That would be <laughs> great. Coming all this way, it's, it's worth it. So talk a little bit so I make sure I've got you right here on the, on the dial. Well, I love your 
Western town of Sonoma. I'm sort of new to the area, so I have not spent that much time here, but it's beautiful. It is beautiful, and now we can even hear you. Okay. Um, well, it, with the look of what you're doing at the Sky Hill Institute, it looks like you've got so much on your plate. I'm not at all surprised that it's not been, you haven't been out wandering, you know, yeah. around all the surrounding towns. It looks like you've got plenty to keep you busy over there. Well, especially when you're starting up again. You know, uh -huh. we relocated here, so we're starting up again. And so that, it does take a fair amount of extra time. Well, it, it, when I look at your at your paperwork here, uh, and I want to let our listeners know right away, I ran into their paperwork at Whole Foods, and they had a, a little flyer that talked about their community classes and activities. And I want to take a moment just to talk to our listeners a little bit about that. And I want our listeners also to know you you will be invited to talk to Colette after our one twenty break. So hang on with us a little bit, and then uh, if you choose to call in, uh, please do. But I want to let our listeners know that on Saturday mornings that you started an 11-week series in, in March 17th with probiotics and fermented foods. Then you went on and talked about uh, the, the dairy de debate and calcium alternatives, toxicity, whole body cleansing. These are on Saturdays between 9 and 10 a.m. They cost $10 or $100 for all 11 classes. And there's just a whole gamut of juicing for health, food combining, vitamins and minerals, uh, oxygenation for the body. It looks like a person could have almost like a mini university naturopathic uh, education just, just spending $100 and going to these classes. Right. It's basically about learning how to cleanse mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that you can take these classes and in a very simple and effective way start doing things at home immediately to cleanse your body. Mm -hmm. And maybe we should start right away and, and let our, or at, sort of invite you to tell our listeners a little bit about because cleansing sounds like a like a lovely idea. What is it we need to cleanse? Why do we need to cleanse? Where is all this cleansing idea coming from? Is there is there any science to this cleansing idea, or is this sort of like a sort of a, a religious experience? Or maybe we could start there actually. Well, it actually, you know, our bodies are cleansing. We would not exist if our bodies didn't cleanse every minute of every day. That's why we have lungs, skin, kidneys, and so. It is a natural process, and our bodies are probably, as far as I know, and the only self-healing organism that exists out there. There isn't anything that we can make that heals itself. So basically what we're teaching people, the bottom line, is to get out of the way of your body's natural healing processes. And that's what cleansing is all about, is to find out what are those things, whether they're on a physical plane, emotional, nutritional, whatever. So in a um, sense, you're augmenting that, that, what it, that, that which is, you're rather right. than... We're not reinventing anything. You're not reinventing right. it. Yeah. Okay. And and so it's it's your contention that that by whether it's probiotics or whether it's juicing or whatever it is, you're you're saying that that everything you know ch convinces you that your physiology will improve its capacity to un not only unburden itself but also restore itself right. if in fact you follow some of these 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 different skills. Now, one of the things, of course, is is Many people, I would imagine, who look at, for instance, all these different, uh, you've got 11 things here, whatever it is, this would almost be a full-time full job to take this cleansing project seriously on the body. Tell our listeners about how you can sort of do it efficiently and, and make it so that you don't have to become a, a hippie or a, some kind of a one of those people like those carrot juice people that have the ears, the carrots flowing out of their ears and, you, and sort of buying into that whole story. Can Can ordinary people do this? Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things that we teach people is that initially it's like anything, like learning a language. There is going to be a little bit more time 
put into it until you learn some of these things and, and switch your kitchen around a little bit. But once you get it, it becomes no different. It's just a different set of habits. That's all it is. It's not more time consuming. Mm-hmm. So this can become sewn into an everyday life without having to wear Birkenstocks and, and sort of right. s- sell out and, and, and also give up your doctor or right. sort of take on sort of mystic views of yoga or anything like that. These are things that, that ordinary people can do. Right. Because... Uh-huh. Because they're they're just natural kind of laws of nature, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I often use an example of to people just to help kind of hit home the toxic foods we put in our body, and just ask them, you know, would you water your plants with soda? And they would they're shocked that I would even ask that. Of course not. And I say, well, why not? Well, oh my gosh, it would probably kill my plants. And I say, exactly. Ooh. You know. So Ooh. I try and get these really these points that. Hit them right so on the, logical. Hit them right on the nose with this that is, one. It's yeah. very logical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so I'm hoping that what you'll be doing on a fairly regular basis is continuing to repeat the cycle of these programs. Of course, obviously, I'm an aficionado. I I, I do most of these things myself, right. and I right. I've, I have woven them into my life. And yet, I find that that many of my clients, when I begin to sort of walk down this this path of having this discussion. Uh, and probably I don't present it as well as I could, but it's it's the whole idea of cleansing. Again, it seems to be sort of uh, it, it's just it's just a tough concept for people to want to buy into. At least that's my experience. And right. and it's one thing to sort of wash the body and sort of make the skin sort of nice, but but cleansing inside and and also taking seriously, I guess the the toxic the toxic burden that the industrial life has brought to us i mean that there sort of invites a whole kind of awareness levels so i have to believe that when you're doing this uh, colette that you you then are inviting a deeper consciousness on the part of the people who are then engaging in this process and 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 probably there's a i'm just sort of extrapolating but i have to believe that as people begin to do this they're going to look at their lives differently and they're going to actually make some changes that and also changes, spiritual changes, political changes. I mean, there, this this has to be inviting you toward almost like a different sense of purpose in the world if you take this stuff seriously. Right. And, you know, again, people do take it to different levels. And, you know, each one of us grows and expands at our own rate, which is sort of really just dependent upon ourselves. And, and people take these programs the same way. And we... We have to give that kind of flexibility. We're not here to say this is how you're supposed to run your life. We're here to offer you these alternatives. Right. So this is this is and this isn't so this isn't really a religious process. As as again, if you, for those of us who've been in California for any length of time, I mean, we can look at some of this and we we've, we've heard it as a religion. And what I hear you doing, and what I look at your literature, which again, why I'm enthusiastic about it. One of the reasons is is that you, this isn't a religion. This is a process. Right. You know, and that and that the. That the purpose of it has is has, is simple enough and graspable enough, so like you say, you know, I'm, I'm just being silly, but you don't have to wear Birkenstocks and right. and have carrots flying out of your ears. Right, and it's not like a trademarkable. I'm sure that's not a word, but it's not a trademarkable process either. It really, you know, there are certain laws of nature that you know, garbage in, garbage out. I mean, that's one of the most basic ones, and you can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome. Right, it, it, exactly. I want to tell our listeners a little right away, because I want to, I, I didn't really introduce, I told you I was going to introduce you and talk about all kinds of the sort of sexy things that you've done in your past, but I do want to kind of validate you in a way with your history a little bit. So yeah, please th- tell me about those sexy things. I don't know that I know right. or remember. Well, <laughs> well, for those of us who've studied at the Widener Library, um, 
uh, Colette is a graduate, a PhD, or no, a, a SD, science, a science doctor, doctorate, doctorate of science graduate from Harvard University. Oh, yes. And uh, her teaching career ban began at, uh, at Penn State in 82, where she, and she went on to become the assistant director of a cardiac rehabilitation uh, at University of New Hampshire and a research fellow at the Scripps Institute in La Jolla. And then she'd worked uh, in, as then she uh, apparently there must have been a shift there because then she became director of education at the Holistic Life Center in uh, Washburn, Missouri, for 14 years. And then she also is a teacher of massage and other healing therapies. And currently she's she's the school director of the Sky Hill Institute, and she teaches anatomy, physiology, integrated body work, holistic health for massage therapists, and holistic massage therapy program and, and nutrition, body balance. Oh. Just looking at the list is just staggering. Now I want to tell a little bit about her vision while we're still kind of reading things here. Um, she, they incorporated she, I guess her husband. Well, no, it actually we we are. An, so when you say me, it's really we. We I, are a nonprofit, and you know, again, when you tell the history, it is a group of us that created this. It isn't just me. Right, right. Yeah. I, I I I knew that, but I I mean I meant to and, okay. and meant to and say it that way. Anyway, we incorporated the Holistic Life Center in Boston in, in uh, 1985. A little sidebar, I, it's funny, when I came back from uh, studying medicine at, you know, uh, in Oxford, I went through Boston and I participated briefly at the Cushy Institute in Newton and uh, saw all this crazy food uh, addiction things that were going on. And, but, I, but I also felt that it was interesting, having just come back from, from England, um, there was a there was a fervent intellectual organization to the work because I'd gone from California to Oxford, and then when I came back to Boston, Boston seemed to be a, ni a neat place, sort of between Oxford on one the one side and California on the other. California was like a religious center almost; it was all about sort of faith, really. And the Boston people, not, and I wasn't speaking now, speaking specifically the Gucci people, but they they seemed to be organizing themselves intellectually around the purposes that we're talking about today. And and Oxford was sort of was, was uh, English and different, but I, I found I found Boston as an area interesting in the way they were beginning to grasp the naturopathic story, and they they took it on intellectually as well as um, you know uh, culturally, shall we say? And so you're one of those people who were busy doing this or putting this together. A little bit later, but you were of the, so you were of a group of people of, about which I was interested in in nineteen uh, in the seventies as well as in the eighties because I'd kind of passed through that area periodically. So that's just my little sidebar. But at any rate, um, he, they, they have a creed which I think I wanted to read some of because I think that's interesting, and I think it's 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 in, well, I I just think it's interesting. It's my show. So, I have the ultimate, here's our creed, I have the ultimate power within me to create and change all things for myself, to embrace the unlimited universe, to love, accept, and nourish everything, to give freely my infinite energies toward the creation of the highest levels of spirit, spiritual, mental, and emotional, physical life. Since all self, since all is a reflection of myself through God, Blah blah blah, and it goes on. Then they—it's it, it, interesting. That's a big chunk of change there, um, and so maybe you could help our listeners understand as we've got a, just another minute before we take our break. Uh, is would th this sounds to me like a collective effort of putting together this creed? Tell the listeners a little bit about 
how you got to all this stuff. I mean, was this, did you, had you guys come together around a, a religious teacher? Had you come together? How did that all work? Um, there is a gentleman named Dr. Stephen Zara uh, from the East Coast who spent many, many years traveling, learning, and also was just one of those people who um, is born with certain gifts, mm. certain healing gifts. Okay. And so he both accumulated a lot of this knowledge and experience and wisdom over the years, and then he also just had an innate ability. And he and probably, taught... And probably charisma, if I may. If I may. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he he basically taught us about healing mm-hmm. and was really instrumental. He wrote that creed. Ah. And it's very powerful and very true and very and very meaty, like you said. Yeah. Um, and so we have learned a lot from him over the years. He isn't someone who's written books. He always chose to work one-on-one with people rather than spend his time writing books. Mm-hmm. Um, but the principles again, are not something that we created. They're natural laws. And I think that's what drew me to it, coming from a scientific background, a medical background. Um, It had to make sense to me logically. And so the the way that he explained things, the way that he taught us made sense. And the beauty of it now is back when we started this, there wasn't a lot of research proving that these things were true. But the beauty of it now is the things that we have been teaching, not only has experience showed us that they work, but now there is research out there backing it up, which is pretty powerful. And I think that that's what excites both of us, actually, right. and, and myself, and I'm right, in, right there with you. And, 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 and we, the, we, we, caught this, we caught a message back then, and now 25, 30 years later, it's coming true. Right. And it's it's staying true. And, and it was sort of blind faith for me. Yeah. It was blind faith back there because and back kind of, then. Kind of jump in and right. But it's it's um, it's and it's it's a perfect for me. And I'm I got to take a break here, so I've just got to take the break. So we'll be back with you here at Health Matters KSVY, ninety one point three Sonoma Internet at KSVY dot org. We're listen, We're t- joined today by Colette Bazal 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 Bazal. I'm going to get it. <laughs> and we're talking about her institute called the Sky Hill Institute in Petaluma. Please stay with us. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Come on now, go. Is your nonprofit organization planning an event for our community? You can have your events and activities announced on KSVY by coming into the studio at 164 West Napa Street on Tuesdays from 11 to noon or Thursdays from 3 to 4. Just bring a 30-second script and some music to match, and we'll take care of the rest. For more information, call 933-0808. Enigmatic and controversial, Spanish core painter Francisco Goya produced a series of 80 etchings published in 1799 under the title Los Caprichos, According to the painter, this series depicts and condemns the universal follies found in civilized society. Underwritten by the Pacific Union, see Goya's Los Caprichos from April 14th through June 10th at the Sonoma Valley Museum of Art. Located just a few steps from the Sonoma Plaza, the museum is open Wednesday through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is $5, but always free to museum members and to everyone on Sundays. KSVY, Sonoma. And we're back with Ned Hoke and uh, Colette Bazal. We're talking about 
big things here at Health Matters today on KSVY. Uh, this is a school in Petaluma, California, that has just moved in, as of 2005, if I remember correctly. And uh, Colette is uh, very highly trained and, 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 and evolved uh, teacher and, and guider to uh, what, what to me is a very exciting process. And I'm so happy to have it in our midst here in, in, Sonoma, in Sonoma County because the, the kind of style of presentation of the naturopathic method of healthcare appears, at least from what I can see and from what I can experience in her presence, is being done responsibly in a sort of non-sectarian and yet fully heartfelt way. And one of the things that we need to hear as we reach out to, with our healing needs, is we need to feel that, that security that what we're doing is not just sort of a trip. It's, it has to have something that is more than just a, a fantasy or some kind of diet that we're going to do for a few weeks. If we're going to embrace a, a healing style, and if we have real needs, which many of us do, we need to know we're going somewhere that's a real place. And what I like about what you say, at least, and what I believe is, it appears that you are participating in, is you're really inviting the human into an environment of, of truth, an environment of, of true investigation, and not just sort of belief system. You're, you're, you're inviting them to experience what you're talking about. And, and of course, it, it also you're, you're providing a, a, a school with a different parts of the school, giving it, reaching different people at different levels. So maybe our, our next thing to talk about is um, about the school itself and, and what your in intentions are in the current moment, beside the classes we spoke of uh, moments ago, what your intentions are in terms of the very near term and also where do you see yourself going? I mean, I, it's a kind of a big question, but since we're, we're in big question land right. here, so. so. Well, you know, I, I like to start big, which is. <laughs> it would appear so. <laughs> you know, our, our goal has always been to teach people these natural principles and let them know that through you know, empower, empowering people and letting them realize that they can be fully in charge of their health, that that's a very positive way to go in life. And that includes all aspects. It's like personal responsibility. And so we have had the, the huge goal of bringing holistic health and making that a common word in everyone's life. That would be the very big goal. Now, let me just do a little sidebar. When you say we, are you with a community or is it just you and your husband or how is this? It's a staff. It's, it's a st the group of us that created this nonprofit in 1985 in Boston that right. we literally went from Boston to Missouri and right. spent 14 years there uh, working towards our goal, which mm -hmm. was running workshops and helping people cleanse. Right. We started a school thinking that why don't we train people to do the very thing that people are coming to our center to do? Wouldn't that get the word out even better? Mm. And so that same group of people, that core staff, we have relocated to Petaluma. So how big a we are we? It's about 10 people. Wow. Yeah, we're right. a pretty committed group, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. and we've been working together for a long time uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, with a similar vision mm -hmm. and similar ideals. And so that, you know, the big picture is sort of like when, when I first moved here and green is becoming a common term. You don't even talk about building green because it's just done. That's how I would like to see health care. I would, in, you know, we start with the school. We have our students. They go into the community my goal would to be to bring it to the general public in Petaluma and make Petaluma sort of 
you know, an ideal community, which it is in many ways, you know, and bring, you know, maybe have a week where um, it's water week or raw juice week, you know, and just raise people's awareness and get them involved. And that's why the community classes are so important. Not only do we have the ones that you're listed there, but we have a family massage night and we have um, a free movie night where we, for example, show the secret so anything that we can do, which, you know, that's going to build over time as people get to know us, to know that we're a place where, you know, our foundation is very solid. We've been in existence a long time. Most of, you know, a great part of everything that we're doing now has been proven scientifically, and we have years of experience working with clients, starting with ourselves, because you have to start with yourself, um, showing that this works. And you know, if you were, if we were all raised this way, it would be a piece of cake. So really, we're just trying to change ha change habits. And uh, I want to let our listeners know that we will open our phones for calls for uh, Dr. Bazal and and about the Sky Health in Sky um, Institute, the Sky Hill Institute, excuse me, School of Holistic Healing. Our call in number is nine three three nine one three three. So anybody out there who wants to jump in at any time, you're welcome. So just so you know, um, so given that you're t you've bitten on such a, a, a large piece of, you know, human zone here, if you will, um, how do you, you know, obviously you yourself had a, had a medical background, so you're you're not you're not troubled by that, you're not you're not buffaloed by it probably either, and and so given that the medical industrial complex is a pretty strong. Uh, feature in our current environment, um, and given that many people feel beholden in many ways to that military, oops, medical industrial complex, there's going to be some rubbing there. There's going to be some, some challenge there that you're offering a different perspective, a different sort of window into the what the healing process is about and so on. How do you feel that you intersect with that, or do you simply just stand alone, you do what you do? You don't necessarily concern yourself with your interface with the with the medical system. How do you, uh, say something about that, if you would? Well, basically, what I have found is that you tend to attract to you the people that are interested, and I certainly don't go knocking down doors. Um, I'm always open to work and help anyone, and basically, the way we interface it is that we put it out there, and whoever's interested comes our way, mm. and certainly there are physicians out there that are doing it and that's wonderful and we the public are, will drive it ultimately just like we drive economy we drive everything what we do in many ways you know powers that so you just you just sort of assume your place in the in the, your right place in the world of things and you proceed with what you do and you don't necessarily feel obliged to well of course Many of the people who come to you will will have their conditions, with their names of their conditions, the drugs and their behaviors that they believe are that are their imperative from their physician that they have to do this or that or whatever it is. And some of those things are very likely to be, um, at least in in somewhat some kind of a conflict with something that you might feel otherwise would be wise for them to pursue. So that's kind of the maybe the one of the rub places that I'm talking about. Do you then? Feel that you have a consultant role with this individual. Should they ask you to have that role, and do you then um, at all interface or with with a, with a practitioner and say, "Well, this person is taking Coumadin, and these are the signs we see," and 
and and maybe that that's not such a good thing in this particular situation, or maybe there could be some other way of of of, of dealing with this blood stagnation problem, which you know, which is what Coumadin is busy trying to do. I mean, I'm not trying to put you in the middle of that necessarily, but I'm wondering. Actually, it's more of a question. How do you deal with it? Where, where, yeah, where, or how are you dealing with that? Because every time, I mean, of course, for me, every day I'm open, somebody comes in and they have their doctor's protocol for what they're to do, right. and then they say, well, what should I do? So then I have to do what I can to make that interface work for them and me as well. So how do you do it? Basically, we teach, especially our holistic health practitioners, who they will come up against that because they are they are helping people get healthy through this cleansing uh-huh. idea. And uh-huh. so, basically, we tell our students and our graduates that they they must address that with the person up front mm. and let them know that they they are willing to work with the physician under the guidance of the physician, and certainly in terms of medication, mm. that is completely between the client and their physician and yeah. we we tell them you must if because the changes that we're doing may just have to do with food and that is the ideal that we could do all of this with food so that some foods are blood thinning in and of themselves if someone is on something like coumadin it is the responsibility of the practitioner to tell that person you must talk to your physician and let them know that you are making some major lifestyle changes that includes diet and do I need to do anything with my medication? That mm-hmm. is vitally important. Mm-hmm. And I think today it would be a rare physician that wouldn't be happy that their um, their patient would be wanting becoming to more involved and in actually participating in a more active active right. basis. Yeah, because it can't be fun. You know, I've thought about this often. It cannot be fun for physicians to be there doing what they think is best, and and I'm sure many of them giving suggestions that may not even be all that different from some of ours and people just not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so well, what are you course, supposed the, to do the, then? The expectation of, uh, in the medical field, at least in my experience of it, is is that patients, that, that compliance is very poorly sort of manifested. Is, is, so the, the, the sort of medical pessimism that I experience typically in, in MD physicians anyway, and uh, others as well, is, the, is that the client is, is either willfully incapable or or just lazy or something rather they're they're unwilling to take on the the task of 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 what is necessary to really work with their condition so as a consequence they 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 say well we really have to use all these drugs high blood pressure is a good example we really have to or cholesterol is another one we have to we have to use all these drugs because the patient isn't isn't going to you know do the work what I like about what you're doing, of course, is that you're giving the patient not only some sort of just advice or let's hand out a piece of paper, but you're giving them a class to go to. You're giving them a, a sort of a series of practices that around which they can build their confidence, right. and they can they can head toward that management that they really need to take on themselves, but without right. somebody kind of guiding them toward that that not only the the, the principle of it, but but just the, the sort of nitty gritty of it. Uh, the actual pieces of it, you, the, 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 the physician doesn't do that. And, and I find that in my own practice, people are surprised and sometimes they're so appalled that I'll actually call them up at home and say, well, are you actually doing what you're supposed to be doing or are you not? I mean, I, I try to make a, I'm not a cop, but uh, I just wanted to see, are we actually on target here or are we, you know, we're not. And so uh, I'm sure, I don't pretend that you're calling up people at home, but uh <laughs> But I think the structure of your teaching suggests that you have it you have it uh, organized in such a way. We did we have a call? I, if I if we had a call and I missed it, I apologize. The um, the call board is off to my right, and I try to keep an eye on it, but I don't always see it perfectly. So if you see a red light jumping over there, let me know. Okay. Uh, so 
Um, let's talk about uh, uh, some of your the larger classes. You've got the 600-hour holistic massage therapy uh, area, and you've got the holistic health practitioner. These are uh, undoubtedly two, obviously, major areas of your teaching. Maybe you could tell our listeners a little about what those programs comprise and, and how you think that what you're offering might be somewhat different than they might otherwise experience somewhere else. I think the the biggest difference is that these programs were both born out of a wellness center. And so we had all these years of experience working with clients and said, why don't we create a program where we could teach people, based on all the things that we've learned firsthand, um, how to be practitioners in the most effective way, knowing full well that, like we all had to go through, you know, we have to heal ourselves. That has to be a vital part of, I feel, any program that has to do with healing. Because if you can't, if you have not experienced it personally, you simply are not going to be effective with your clients. And so both of our programs incorporate that through through all aspects of the program. So that when I teach physiology, I'm not just teaching physiology. I am talking about acid-base balance and how raw foods affects that and where toxins accumulate and what those toxins are. So they're not just getting a straight textbook physiology. When they get a business class, they learn about the concepts of the laws of attraction. They learn about abundance, not money. They learn about, you know, success coming from within. So all of the, again, everything is sort of interlaced in every single class that may look like a simple basic anatomy class or physiology class, but indeed these principles are throughout. So this is, this is holistic teaching we're talking about. Right. It sounds like. I mean, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's what takes us 600 hours rather than the sort of the minimalistic kind of 100-hour class that, uh, that, that's so common in California, the sort of the basic CMT. Uh, uh. Right. Well, the other thing is that, um, you know, the way the world of massage is going, and we want to always make sure that our, our graduates are able to be out there with the best, and because we obviously think ours are the best, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that there's a national certification exam that is out there that many states are using as their state exam. Mm. And so coming from Missouri, where that was the state exam, we keep those standards where they are so that our graduates are eligible to sit for that national exam, become nationally certified, and that just puts them in a, a level of credibility that, you know, that helps people when they're going to look for someone to see that they're nationally certified. Oh, I didn't, I actually didn't know that. And right. I, I've taught massage, and I, 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 I've taught, it's been so many years since I taught it that I just, I haven't paid attention, but there is a, I, I knew there was a national certification, but I guess I didn't think of it as being anything particularly important. It is, because, you know, again, a lot of states are using it as their state exam. It's it's uh-huh. a little simpler than getting a whole group of people together and creating exams. It's an examination mm-hmm. um, course. And, you know, w- one of the gentlemen that is on our staff actually works as a volunteer for that national certification board and helps with the examination process. So is it a hands-on exam or is it a, is it a didactic a, exam? Or? It's t- totally a, it's a multiple choice. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, I see. You know, some states still will have a practical exam, but what happens is when you get a lot of massage therapists, that becomes a big challenge to mm. test every single one of them, you know. And well, so, I w- I've, I've been a state board medical examiner in the acupuncture area since 1983, so believe me, I understand. Right. You know, and I haven't done it recently because I usually, I usually, I, d- I wrote, helped write the questions and helped design the exam, and then I also helped with the, um, the practical part. But I didn't, uh, and it just takes forever. Right. And and people fight with you, and it's it's a, it's with hand. The points here, no, it's really there, and oh my gosh. 
But at the same time, and it, it's uh, one of, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been involved with the, with the national exam yourself, have you? No. Oh, okay, because it, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting to see my experience of being an examination, examiner is that people walk in and you know whether they're going to pass. It's the most amazing thing. I mean, the people, they just, they do it and they know, and then the ones who don't, they... They it's just, real obvious. <laughs> they, they just, yeah, they drop their thing or something, and they just go, oh, it's just over. You know, it's, so anyway, so that's, the, so that's the holistic massage therapist, the 600-hour class, which is still, for me, quite a lot of hours. Right. So how long does that actually take? Well, if you take it as a full-time program, Monday through Thursday, kind of 9 uh, to 5, yeah, that, yeah. that's five months. If you do it as a, a part-time evening weekend so that you can work full-time, then it takes about 10 months. Wow. It's pretty rigorous. The five-month is a very rigorous program. And you, so you get them through Swedish Aslan, you get them through Shiatsu, you get them through all these different styles, I yeah, presume. Yeah, we, we give the basic Swedish massage yeah. um, and then a lot of different modalities like deep tissue. Mm. We introduce them to myofascial, craniosacral, reflexology, lymphatic drainage. I could go on. Sure. You know. Well, but that's... That's what you're here doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and if they want to, they want to uh, do this program. What does that program cost? It's ten thousand. Oh, <gasps> so it's a it's a pretty pricey program, right? It's a pretty phenomenal program. I it, it ought to be for ten thousand yeah, bucks. It is. So the holistic health practitioner that's fifty thousand, <laughs> just for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, that program is an extension of the massage therapy program. So. The holistic health practitioner actually includes the 600 hours. I see. Mm -hmm. And then there's an additional 500 hours that has to do with teaching your clients how to cleanse. Ah. And it's a it's a great adjunct for any massage therapist. And we, we developed this specifically because massage therapy is very often something that people want to grow beyond. Maybe they'll go and become a chiropractor, an acupuncturist. This is something that they can do with just another 500 hours of training mm. and afford them a whole nother aspect of healing that they can give to their clients. Is there any sort of standing for a holistic health practitioner other than your certification? Is there any, is there any kind of anything? I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, no. I wasn't aware that there was. Yeah. No, and there's not, and you know, again, it's not about treatment or diagnosis. It's about teaching people the laws of nature. So this is know? this is naturopathy. I mean, this is nat this is nat it sounds like the, the the sort of the basic sort of shtick of, right. of, of naturopathic medicine, really. Right. With absent the the sort of full fleshed out kind of ND kind of uh, uh, you know physician level training. It's 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 well, the it's the it's the cleansing side of that particular picture. Right. And the one thing that we have always been very pure about, and that we've always wanted to stay pure about, is the whole model of medicine and I think we even have to be careful with naturopathy of creating it so that people come to us wanting us to take care of them in some way. Mm -hmm. So true naturopathy, the original form, had to do with providing the body with what it needed to just do its job which is cleanse and heal. I think that many things, you know, when I left the medical world and went into the alternative, I thought it would be very clear and it was just as fuzzy as the medical world in terms of what really works. And people are still looking for a pill. Maybe it's a vitamin you or bet. another supplement. Oh, you and bet. We and we're, we're going to talk about that when we come back from our next break here at KSVY Health Matters. Ned Hoke with Colette Bazal. And we're talking about natural medicine today. Please come back and stay with us. Hello, I might be John Cleese. 
You've heard it through the grapevine, Sonoma Jazz Plus is back for its third Memorial Day weekend. Featuring Thursday, May 24th, the sultry sounds of country pop star Leanne Rhymes at 9pm with the cool blues of Robert Cray at 6.30pm. Friday, May 25th, Motown legend Smokey Robinson at 9pm with rocker Micah McDonald at 6.30pm. Saturday, May 26th, Harry Connick Jr. and his big band perform My New Orleans Tour at 9pm. And Sunday, May 27th, an evening with Tony Bennett at 8.30pm. Food, wine, and song around the plaza at Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 2 to 5 p.m. Tickets include 12 wine tastings, 4 gourmet food tastings, and 8 eclectic bands. Tickets are available at 866-527-TIXX or sonomajazz.org. Make your Memorial Day more memorable. Sonoma Jazz Plus. Enigmatic and controversial, Spanish court painter Francisco Goya produced a series of 80 etchings published in 1799 under the title Los Caprichos. According to the painter, this series depicts and condemns the universal follies found in civilized society. Underwritten by the Pacific Union, see Goya's Los Caprichos from April 14th through June 10th at the Sonoma Valley Museum of Art. Located just a few steps from the Sonoma Plaza, the museum is open Wednesday through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is $5, but always free to museum members and to everyone on Sundays. KSVY, Sonoma. And you're back at Health Matters on KSVY. I'm glad you're with us today. And again, I'll let, let you know that we do accept call-ins for this part of the show, 933-9133. We do have an expert today on naturopathic medicine, and uh, she does a, she's the one of the leading uh, members of a group called the, the Sky Hill Institute over in Petaluma, and they're doing what appears to me to be a very responsible and crack-up job in terms of introducing uh, naturopathic healing at the at the kind of grassroots level. And so there's, uh, for those of you who have maybe questions and issues of that subject, I'm sure she'd be a very, an expert person to ask a question. So I wanted to start the, the last part of our show uh, here to talk about, um, you know, there are a lot of people who will then come to natu natural medicine of one sort or another and they'll have whatever condition they have and they'll try this and they'll try that. And we all see a lot of these people who've, I did fasting, I did sweating, I did uh, vitamins, I did everything and nothing seems to be working for their condition or for their, their needs are not being met. And so then they kind of go bah humbug toward us as, as, the, as the natural medicine healer type people and they'll say, well, you're just as bad as they were in terms of the, the druggists and so on. So given that there's a lot of that out there um, and things don't always go perfectly well, maybe you could help with our listeners, maybe share with our listeners some of the, the areas where you think that the natural medicine world maybe has let us down in some ways in terms of misconceiving things, where the natural medicine world simply is by itself is as a materialistic thing is not broad enough or big enough or deep enough or profound enough to really address the mind and the conditions of the mind which result in our sort of misapperception of the world. Maybe we could talk about some of the sort of, uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 I won't call it the dark side because it's really just, it's just the challenge side of, of what the healthcare, healthcare world is all about. So please sort of jump into that a little bit if you There would. were just a few questions there, Ned. Well, I, but I have faith in you. I can tell that you, you know, you've got an education. You can deal well, with these things. You know, what I think I heard in the beginning was yeah. when things don't work. Yes. And that's the basic question. The basic question when things don't work 
I feel fundamentally in our experience has shown us is that be, is because you cannot just work on the physical realm. You can't just work on the physical body. We've come to f to realize that through again through experiences that there is always an emotional basis to imbalances in the body. That emotional basis may have started years ago and is and may be pretty much unrecognizable to us, but down the road over years and years and years of having that kind of emotional pain um, causes certain behaviors and those behaviors then create disease ultimately. And those are a little more challenging to find out and that's sort of what I feel our path in life is, is to figure out what that is that we carry with us that holds our ba bodies back from coming into a complete state of balance. Um, that's probably the biggest challenge really is to try and identify those kinds of things. So that's really, and I really appreciate what you just said there because that, and, and said it quite well, that 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 discovery process, that uh, that it's really kind of unfoldment, really, of and sort of revelation, self-revelation, that sort of reflection, which is not a, a natural place for many people. Many people are not necessarily reflective in that way. And it sounds to me like you're saying that the teaching that w would help the even the average let's call it the average if there's such a thing existed the average citizen who after all does have a their personal history they have right. their 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 sufferings their their unfinished their unfinished business their sorrows their un unfinished sorrows of this or that and you're t you're telling our listeners and me that that the that the outcome of that will reflect itself in the healthcare realm Absolutely. in a very real and dependable way, not dependable, but r regular way. Right. And so tell the listeners a little bit about then if that kind of investigation or participation is necessary, how do they do that? How do they, how do they explore that subject and how do you explore it and, and how do you encourage people to explore it? Well, again, the... I mean, we can't all go get you know Freudian analysis, for instance, or something. Right. We, again, from an educational place and an experiential place, we provide classes to our students, and some of those classes are part of that community series that you saw at Whole Foods. Mm. They're not all listed there. From 9 to 10 is sort of the physical component, and from 10 to 11 is more the emotional, intellectual component. Oh, really? And, this, and, it, and it's offered in the same way? In other words, you, yes. just, you, just, you can get a, get a series of those things, and you can go sit down and, and right. get your teaching on that subject. Right. So we'll, we'll discuss very important topics like um, we call them universal concepts. Yeah. And so we will talk about things like the concept of love or the concept of responsibility or consideration. You know, in our classes, when I talk to students, we talk about what it means to be sensitive to something versus what it means to be sensitized. Mm -hmm. Like, is being emotional, when someone expresses emotion, if it's in, in coming from a negative, painful place, that, that definitely is something that they have become sensitized to when they were a child. There's something that is triggering them. Well, when we live in that emotional pain all day long, um, that creates disease down down the road. But we need to start teaching people how to recognize that in themselves. So we in our in our academic programs we have sensitivity classes, um, we have energy classes, we have all kinds of experiential classes that help which are not which are not just didactic classes giving them information, but but in the midst of they can actually 
go through processes in the middle of these classes right. and and really come to terms themselves with the with the com, with the group consciousness with the group environment to to work to on their them, on, right. on, to, on their needs ah. right and so then the community can participate in some of those classes mm-hmm. through the community classes that we run and it just gets them thinking in a different direction you know we're all going down a certain path and I was going down a certain path and I realized that my path was very narrow and you know, as soon as I started looking for something, I saw this whole other part of life that I had never experienced having to do with nature and how nature really helps us heal and how our bodies heal. I studied physiology forever, not realizing that it was a self-healing organism. I just never Isn't that thought, amazing? I know, isn't years that, of isn't, study. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And so we need to help people start to think about these things in a safe way where they don't feel threatened. And so we have these discussions for an hour after those sort of... Um, classes on food combining and and colon cleansing Mm -hmm. where we discuss topics about spirituality and without there there's not there's no dogma it's just an opportunity to listen to people and say well you know i like that i like what you said there i'm going to take that and put that into practice now Mm. we have to know what we want to change into people want to change but you could ask them what is it that you want to change into and how are you going to get there and they have no idea so, so you're saying that the, that, that the clarification of that one question that you just asked, the, the, the opportunity for clarification to that question on an individual basis for your student who comes to work with your institute, they can look forward to specific and direct help with answering that question for themselves. Right. Which is a godsend to me. I mean, right. in terms of, uh, because I, I, I don't think I can really truthfully say I know of very many places in the world, uh, certainly not in a medical way, where the the personal mystery of life of a person's a person's sort of personal mystery uh, would becomes less mysterious becomes a, right. either a less mysterious but also be heard right and see having a proper you know potential to participate with it in a in a proactive and, and positive way and because of course there's one place you can go cry and you know cry in your beer and you know go, go do counseling and sort of uh, and just endlessly talk about whatever hurt but it sounds to me like what you're, you've been able to do is create an environment where the experience of the wound is not the the end of the game. I mean, no, it's, you it, have to have something to put into practice to make something different. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so we have all kinds of tools, and it would be really hard to go into that because it's so individualized. Right. So now, does does then then having said all what we've just said recently, it sounds to me like you are really prepared in at least some ways, you're prepared to receive at your institution, you're you're prepared to uh, receive seekers, people who are not only looking to get a credential, but they're they're looking to, you know, truly investigate themselves and investigate where they are in the world and where others are in the world who then can... You know, in, 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 you know, in, enlarge their view of what the world really is, right. and then uh, and then mo- move forward in their lives. So, in a sense, uh, uh, I'm just I'd be facetious a little bit, but so the ten thousand dollars for the for the <laughs> for the holistic massage therapy program versus, I mean, I mean, you can go get one of these hundred hour programs. You probably can get it for fifteen hundred bucks. You know, so it's uh, you're getting more for your money. At least a different thing. It's a, it's I think a. A big commitment to your own personal growth. Uh-huh. Very and, big and tell our listeners a little bit about how, how you've just arrived here. So you, I mean, how many classes have you had so far? How big is your average class for that process? So um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we have we graduated one class in massage in our holistic massage therapy program. Mm-hmm. We have another holistic massage therapy program evening weekend program going, and we just about two weeks ago started our holistic health practitioner. So mm-hmm. our goal is to have probably. 
six to eight programs running a year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and our classes are generally small. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine ever going over 20 mm-hmm. and more like 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they get a lot of individualized attention. Mm-hmm. Well, it just sounds delicious. It sounds like if, if, if in 19, what is it? I don't know. When did I start? 1960. Six when I came to California or started to come to California to then first I went to Esalen and then I did I, and I became on the, I became on the massage therapy staff then I went and taught psychophysical therapy and then I I mean I I spent the last thirty five years learning in different ways in different venues the the very thing that you're teaching over at uh, in one spot, really, and 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 so it for me, it's 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 flabbergasting to hear what you're saying because the pieces that you're offering, at least as at least of what I hear, are are pieces that have taken me all over the world, and and enormous amounts of effort and sort of stubbing my toe and not finding. Yeah, but that and, was your path. But I'm not you know, complaining right. about it. I'm not complaining about it. But it just it just that that you can go someplace and hear about these things. It's really really phenomenal. So I really do yeah. appreciate you having come to spend some time with us today and and, and spend some time with our audience. And I want to let our listeners know that you are available at the skyhillinstitute.org. Again, that's s k y h i l l i n s t i t u t e dot org, and your phone number over there is seven seven eight nine four four five. And they can get class information at the on the website, can they? Yes. And they can get also they can uh, they could also hear about these little classes as well the little the little short classes. Yeah. That's and also on the website. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Okay. And you know, feel free to call. We love to have people come over and visit, and you okay. know, potential students are welcome to get a free massage in our student clinic. Ooh, wait a minute. That's need our students. You're welcome to come and sit in on some classes to see wow. what we're all about. Wow. Wow. So it really is an open it's an open place. Yeah. Well, it sounds delicious, and I'm eager to come, and, and, and uh, I, I'm not sure I'm going to sign up for a massage therapy class, but... Uh, well, you're welcome to come and visit. But I might come we and visit. We have a phenomenal little school, and just so people know, it's very easy to find because it's across from the old post office in Petaluma, the original post office, uh-huh. directly across from it on 4th Street. Boy, that's easy. Right, very easy. Well, Health, health Matters listeners, I want to remind your <coughs> listeners that uh, we are always interested in your thoughts, what, we, what you want to hear on the program or what you think we've done well or done not so well. Let us know at KSVY, uh, strike that, KSVYHealth at AOL.com. And remember that if you cannot pacify your spirit and you let your mind be complicated with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. To be healthy, you must avoid anger and worry, but keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, and your desires at low levels. That's the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine. And let's remember our Health Matters motto, healthcare isn't a noun, it's a verb. See you tune in again next week. Ned Hoke sh- uh, sharing this hour with you. Looking forward to you again. Thanks for listening. Always happy to have you with us. Good day now.